Welcome to the Planted Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have a public speaker and motivational coach, Sigma Wolf Fitness founder and trainer, Barry Long. Barry has a remarkable way of connecting, not just with his clients, but everyone that he meets with his infectious laugh. And I'm sure you'll hear that in this podcast. But having overcome many personal struggles, he wholeheartedly understands and empathizes while still being able to motivate and inspire his clients to not only achieve their goals, but exceed them. So welcome, Barry, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Natasha. Sorry, I was putting my light there. <laughs> I closed the curtain because it was a bit bright. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Um, I've known you for quite some time now and you are a huge inspiration to me, uh, not only with fitness, but also mindset as well, seeing your journey. Uh, so once again, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Glad to have you on. Um, Barry, can you firstly tell the audience a little bit about yourself and also Sigma Wolf? How did it originate? How did you come about the name? I'm intrigued. <laughs> ah, everyone asked that one. Okay, so obviously my name is Barry. I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm owner and founder of Sigma Wolf Fitness. I currently run a gym out my parents' back garden. Uh, it's a two-story two gym. Uh, it's got a cardio room as well as a weightlifting room. Yeah, that's been happening for around two years now. Uh, I also uh, run a boot camp or used to run a boot camp, but it's online at the moment. And we've just started our Home Fit Academy as well. Now, in terms of Sigma Wolf Fitness, um, I just really like wolves. That's kind of why, why I put it there. A Sigma Wolf is a lone wolf. And I felt like I've been a, uh, a lone wolf for quite some time. I never used to really fit in with uh, any kind of a group of people I'd always used to be on my own going out for walks or sitting at home playing video games. So that's, that's kind of why um, Sigma Wolf Fitness came about. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that is, um, I think it's as just saying to you before we came on air, it's a fantastic logo, uh, really striking. Thank you um, so much. And I, I know that you've actually, uh, you didn't have the wolf tattoo when you started, did you? But when did, when did you get that done? Was that on your chest, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually had the wolf tattoo before I started Signal Fitness. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was committed beforehand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many tattoos have you got uh, out of interest? Uh, I think I've got five now. Five. There will be more. I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely. It is definitely something that um, I really like. But I make sure that any tattoo that I have on my body, it means something. It's not just a random picture or anything so like that. No, so it's that one you've got. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Well spotted, yes. I'm not even on camera and you remember that. Yes, <laughs> that, was, um, that was my second ever tattoo. I really love quotes. I think words are really powerful and um, I like to kind of use my body as a way to remind me of, of my journey and also to, um, to give others inspiration as well when they kind of see the, the tattoos on my body. I, I must admit, um, I'm quite an arty type of person as well. So I, I, you know, and obviously it's a split camp of people, whether they like tattoos or they hate them. Um, but I do see them from an artistic point of view and that the skin is just another medium to, to draw or paint on, you know, to, to, and, and, and yes. art is a, is a form of expression. So I've, I've seen some shockingly bad ones and I've seen some absolutely jaw dropping tattoos as well but I'm I too do like um, a motivational quote and um, sort of big on that I think it's really powerful especially um, if you if you can read them uh, on a daily basis 
first thing in the morning, I think they really can set you up for the day. And that sort of leads me into my next questions. Mindset, motivation and discipline. I know there are three areas that you massively focus on. So tell me why you particularly chose those. And obviously, is that due to what you have overcome in your life? Yeah, so I think mindset and motivation have been the core, um, the, the core components of me getting out of rock bottom. Uh, I mean, I'm still, I've still got my mental health, um, but with having the mindset and the right motivation as well, um, you know, someone who's depressed, right, is um, used to thinking and saying negative things. Um, and especially if someone is depressed and they're isolating themselves or they're alone, um, it's so important to uh, be surrounded by motivation, uh, whether that be motivational speeches, motivational people, uh, motivational content. I, I love it. I love it because I was so used to thinking negatively that um, just we, don't, don't get me wrong. Okay. Motivation is overrated in some contexts. Like you, you will not be able to go from A to B with just motivation. You need to take action as well, but there is just so much power in motivation. That's why I kind of, I'm obsessed and, and I absolutely love it. No, you, you're true. I mean, without, without taking action, then, then, then they're just words, aren't they? Um, yes. But what, what was the change? Uh, what was the catalyst of change for you from where you were at rock bottom? What, was it starting to train in the gym first or was it working on the mindset and then getting into the gym? So it was mindset first. Um, I'd always been into fitness, but when I was, let's say, throughout the rock bottom period, I had no interest of getting back into fitness. But I, um, I started, I wanted to make money. Um, I was looking on YouTube, people like uh, Ty Lopez, um, teach, teaching you how to make money. And then I kind of stumbled across a motivational speech and I clicked on it and I was like, wow, this is, this is insane. This is, this is making me feel like I can do anything that I wanted to do. And it kind of started from there. I'd listen to more motivational speeches. Who was it by? Was, do you remember? Oh, lo loads of different people. So fearless motivation is uh, probably my favorite, my favorite brand out there of motivational speakers. There's, there's many speakers on that. It's on uh, Spotify, YouTube and iTunes, I believe. Um, and then I think I stumbled across a, a fitness one, a fitness motivational speech. And my support worker at the time was trying to make me go to the gym. And I, I had paid for three months of uh, gym membership and I didn't go once. So anybody out there listening that has bought a gym membership before and hasn't gone for, for many months, don't worry, you're not alone. We've probably all been there at some That's point. That's my husband. Life. I think he probably had the most expensive gym membership one year. I think it probably cost him 200 pounds for the one time he went. <laughs> Well, don't worry, Natasha's husband, you are not alone, my friend, because I've been, I've been in the same boat. And um, yeah, it kind of eventually, like it sparked me to want to go to the gym. And oh my God, like, the first time I ever went to the gym was probably the most anxious I've ever been in my life. I remember like going, it was um, the gym group, right? Uh, I remember okay. going there during the day, really busy. And I jumped onto the cross trainer. And my warm up, which was meant to be a warm up, ended up being my warm up 
my workout and my cool down in the space of five minutes. I absolutely exhausted myself and then I went home. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest workout I've ever done, but probably the most intense. <laughs> so what was you doing? Um, intervals on there or just, it's just you hadn't been training. So you, your I body just wasn't ready. It. I was like, there are so many people here. I don't want to come across like a weakling. I'm going to go as fast as I can <laughs> for five minutes to, um, yeah. And then, yeah, then I just burnt out. I think it was more so the anxiety, just like, yeah, it really kicked in. I was like, I don't want to make myself look like a fool. Uh, you touched on something really important there. And um, I work in a pure gym. And when mm -hmm. I'm talking to gym members, I think that's one of the biggest things that comes up is that people feel so intimidated or anxious in the gym and feel like everyone's looking at them. And I obviously um, the fact that you've got your gym in your back garden, it's a different mindset. And all those people there are collectively together supporting one another. But I certainly say to the members, no one's looking at you honestly they people are looking through you they they most people are actually more concerned about themselves and and i, I think when, say they're probably looking at themselves in the mirror yeah so um they could be i mean the mirrors are technically there for you to be able to see your own form not preen yourself and take selfies but <laughs> <laughs> but we've all been a culprit yeah. of that <laughs> but um but it's true, isn't it? It's that people are concerned about themselves. I think this is a statistic. I can't remember exactly, but how, how much people are thinking about themselves and they're not really thinking about others at all. So once you understand that, that can massively reduce your anxiety. Oh, 100%. And not, not only that, you can take it not only from the gym, but life in general. And um, don't be afraid to make mistakes or try things because everyone out there is really kind of just focusing on themselves and trying to either better their life or focusing on their life so it's just the the, the gym is exactly the same and um it wasn't i think it wasn't until i had a couple of months in the gym when i was experiencing going through things seeing new people as well come in and realizing i don't care what they're doing if anything i'm supportive i i can relate to them like you, you look at you look at all these successful bodybuilders, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, like they all had to start their first day at the gym, and I wouldn't be surprised if actually it's quite common for people to experience that kind of anxiety when they first enter the gym. Yeah, it can be overwhelming because obviously lots of different machines. You know, not wanting to seem a bit of a, a fool of not knowing how the thing works. And 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 to be fair, before I came into the fitness industry, like years back, you know, going into the gym that I used to go to was very much um, a spit and sawdust male orientated gym and like you said i didn't want to come across as a plum like i didn't know what i was doing yeah. but you're thinking oh, i don't know how this moves i don't know how this this bit of equipment you know and in the end i would just not go on it i'd go on something else and and that's why a lot of people you'll find them on the um the stair steppers or or obviously the treadmill because they know how to work those yes <laughs> but, I, but i think as well it's like you kind of want to go through that experience because it does give you a stronger mindset and it does give you the confidence like to, to face the anxiety of going into the gym for the first time, to face the anxiety of going in at a peak time or a busy time, uh, to face the anxiety of being willing to make mistakes in order to grow as well. Um, I feel that going through that, um, that um, experience has allowed me to do so much more with my life outside of fitness. It's so true, isn't it, Barry? I think that it's getting 
comfortable with being uncomfortable and I know for sure that probably the last two years of my life has been the most uncomfortable um, Mm. of pushing myself out of my comfort zone and and the growth that I've achieved and that's not just in fitness from uh you know completing marathons um but like you say in the mindset and understanding that failure that always is deemed as a a, as a negative word isn't that you have to fail to to move on I um, love it I love failure yeah I don't know why I'm just getting really obsessed with failure because I just know that when you fail, you learn things and you're one step closer to success. Obviously, I don't want to fail all the time. Otherwise, I'll never succeed. But I really, I'm really starting to embrace my failures now. But you'll learn so much more as a person. And, and when you think about um, progressive overload in, in training the muscles and, and trying to increase, um, obviously, size, you, you have to work to failure. So if you don't, you know, and it's that it's just that mindset, isn't it, again, of, of, of switching that round and understanding that it's not a negative word. Um, it's actually powerfully positive um, if, if you've got your headspace, you know, sorted <laughs> so yes. With, yes. with regards to like you you said about discipline as well and the mindset is is the starting point but results only happen through action and that requires a lot of discipline so where where did you or how did you or how do you keep yourself disciplined <laughs> uh, i'm laughing at that last bit you said <laughs> um so I I think dealing with mental health since I was a kid, I I've lived a very undisciplined life. Um, I might have got a little bit too overdisciplined as a kid, and I kind of rebelled. But um, the the more my mental health spiraled out of control, the more like bad habits that I had, and the kind of the deeper into the dark hole that I would go. And I would say probably eight eight to nine years of my life were just very unproductive very depressing and really i didn't learn discipline until after my overdose i didn't i didn't learn that um in order to reverse a bad habit you you need discipline <laughs> sorry you need discipline and um you need to get a structure and discipline it takes time it's not, it's not overnight. It's not like you can just flick a switch. And, and what it really comes down to is just lots of small little actions repeated over and over and over again. And then they get ingrained in your mind. And that, um, let's say if discipline was a muscle, over time, it will get stronger and stronger and stronger. However, um, which is why I laughed at what you said earlier, it's like if you don't keep uh, working that discipline muscle, the discipline can drop again, your willpower can drop, your consistency can drop. So for me, um, you know, like we were talking off air earlier about this, um, this uh, virus period that we're going through, it's, um, my discipline went out the window <laughs> completely. I mean, obviously I had, I had my gym, had my boot camp, had everything uh, going really well. And then it kind of came out of nowhere. And I was like, I didn't really have any online presence or anything like that. So it got really overwhelmed and um, I kind of, my discipline lacked and my structure lacked. And then my kind of life went into chaos for the past couple of weeks. But 
now I've, I've reassessed everything and I've, I've looked at where I'm at. Like, okay, I'm not getting out of bed early enough. I'm eating the wrong foods. I'm listening to the wrong things. I'm talking to the wrong people. Ooh, just kicked my table. And um, it's, the, it's, a, it's a reminder of what you used to do when you were extremely disciplined. So it's quicker to get back to that stage. It's much harder to once again like grow muscle right than to maintain it um so it's much harder to um grow discipline than maintain it when you get to a certain level of discipline it's very easier to get back to that point than if is if you were starting from a again i think you've touched on so many key points that a lot of people (laughs) will be feeling exactly the same in this current situation um we as human beings uh thrive on certainty and we in an overwhelm can be lack of data and with the situation not knowing when it's going to end um having to adjust and change our working life our personal life um working from home if that's the case or whether key worker and, and the stresses of that i think everyone um you know is is in the same boat of of having to try to normalize what's not a normal situation and and as you say, it takes time. It's it's we we were talking the saying like how how quick the last three four weeks have actually gone. But there's a process happening where we're trying to to make sense of what's not a normal situation and and then move forward with that. But like you say, I think discipline is absolutely key. Um, I mean, I'm listening to a book on Audible, The Brain That Changes Itself by. Um, Yes, uh, Nor- yes, Norman yes. Doidge. Yeah, and and it talks about neuroplasticity and obviously about habits and and how if you don't um, and the neurosynapses and you know obviously the axons and I'm not going to go into all the dendrites and that, but in in the brain basically the the you know chemical pathways, neurotransmitters and stuff. But um, if you're not actively using those certain ones on a daily basis, the brain will just put them to one side and you you know, obviously, so, okay, I I don't need to use that information now, I'll use something else. So hence, like, say, for example, I've got my guitar hanging up on the wall, and I haven't picked it up in months. And I went to pick it up the other day. And it's like, oh, my God, I've, I've completely forgotten everything that I've learned. And I'm trying to play this one song, uh, Blackbird by uh, Beatles, by the way. Oh, nice. And, um, and the fingers just, it wasn't happening. But I could remember one part, and then from that started playing and then the other bits came back eventually. But it's like, it's like the, the, the pathways had gone rusty or, or, or if you, if you say that you've got footsteps, you know, the, the wind had, had blown, you know, uh, sort of sand over those, you couldn't see them. And then it's like recreating those pathways. And it's the yes. same with anything of a habit, whether that's going to the gym, whether it's learning an instrument or it is about consistency, isn't it? Um, because every every night when we sleep that's when the magic happens so from that perspective uh how do you find your sleep and is it something that you've uh concentrated on it's one of the one of those i've read (laughs) quite a few books on it and um i don't always practice what i preach and i know how important it is but how how do you find it how do sorry how how do i find my your your sleep getting in enough enough <laughs> how do i find my sleep um the the short answer is it's absolutely chaotic at the moment at least and the, and the the longer answer is 
you know, I've, I've always really struggled with my sleep since, since I was a kid. My, uh, my brain is on fire all the time with just so much, um, so many thoughts, uh, so many ideas as well, that actually my sleep is probably the hardest thing that I've been able to or tried to master. But what I, what I do find is that um, you, it's, it's, it's simple things like do not have caffeine at three in the afternoon because you are more than likely going to be awake, uh, especially if you are uh, someone who is very um, sensitive to, to caffeine. Um, do not start having in-depth conversations or deep conversations with someone just before you're about to go to bed, uh, whether that be with a loved one or, or just a, a friend or family member, because your mind is going to, to come alive again and, and get active. Uh, ensure that you, you wake up at a reasonable time. Don't, don't expect to fall asleep um, at a good time in the evening if you're, you're waking up at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, not, not only that, but I, I find if my life is a mess, my sleep is a mess. And my, my sleep has been really naff the past couple of weeks. But I know that is my fault. But I also know it's in my control. There are, there are many factors that, that, I can, um, that I have control over to, to make sure that I, I get a good bedtime. But yeah, definitely sleep. I think in terms of my depression and anxiety as well, it's like got to be the biggest that that sleep is my kryptonite uh, probably you could you could say the same for chris as well and other people in the mastermind but um yeah well, sleep uh yeah is is as like obviously being fitness instructors personal trainers you know it's like we're supposed to have everything you know knuckled down but it's i have had bouts of um not sleeping well throughout the night but at the moment my biggest one is actually committing to get to bed before midnight um and I, I know you're supposed to anchor, uh, obviously, the wake time and work it back. So I generally still then get up early enough. So therefore, I'm not getting the required sort of seven and a half hours. It's mm. it's barely six. And, and I know that's not good enough. Um, but like you, I think there's lots going on in the brain. And, and um, whilst I do write things down and journal, I think that's absolutely, uh, you know, a massive help. Um it's still one of the ones that I'm actually working on. But obviously I say to all my clients, don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, it is important, obviously, from a weight loss perspective, mindset, it really is. Um, oh, everything, mental health, yeah. But and something, something that you just said as well, it's like when people look at us as personal trainers, they look like we've got to get our sleep. We, we should be having our sleep in check, our food in check, our fitness in check. But like celebrities, like, that are put on pedestals people forget we're humans too we experience phases of of challenging times where either our routine is going to go out the window our sleep our eating our fitness um so i i feel like with my clients as well one of the reasons why i can can really connect with them is they kind of see the other side of my life as well they realize that it's okay to slip up because they're not the only ones um the most important thing is that we just get back on track that's yeah and i think um with everything you've said with what you've had to go through and, and i mentioned this in the intro you you deeply and truly can empathize and have that emotional intelligence to relate with your clients and i think obviously that's what they uh intrinsically buy into because when people are ultimately getting fit 
yes it's important from a health perspective but really it's 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 all about how we feel about ourselves it's the confidence it's the self-esteem um it's the anxiety it's, it's all of those things to be a better person for not just ourselves but our friends our family and to you know achieve in life whatever that may be and um i think you you put in one of your posts about the three c's for life uh choices chances and changes so so tell me a little bit is that one of your quotes or is that something that you've you've got from someone else and just explain a little bit more of what that actually means for you um i don't remember posting that but choices chances and changes i mean like going into it okay so we all have choices and our choices i i, li- I was listening to a motivational speech yesterday and it said our choices come down to 50 percent chance like if we succeed in a choice it was 50 percent chance because we we theoretically get, have two two choices we to to either do it or to do not and um in terms so what was it there was choices chances and changes and now in in terms of chances like this the world is full of opportunities right now and chances and if anyone is looking to grow what you need to do is understand that you need to take chances chances are also risks because the chances that it could fail however if you go in with the mindset that this is the choice i'm going to make this is the chance i'm going to take i'm going to make sure this succeeds you'll see change so um, I, I don't know when I posted that, but but I do love that. It was a, yeah, it was it was a I I I do my research. It was it was a while back, but it was definitely one of, one of your. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that 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 might have been my missus at the time posting for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't divulge your secrets. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so it's all me, all me. But no, I mean, but it's exactly true. I'm too honest saying. for my own good. One day I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. (laughs) I think, but hopefully again, that's where people can relate to us because that's me as well. I think I wear my heart on my sleeve. Do it. um, Continue, please. Like not enough people do that. I think too many people are afraid of losing followers, losing a fan base or anything like that. And they become someone that they're not. And eventually like they get so used to it that I don't even think in their own time they're, they're they can be themselves. Where you should be able to be yourself no matter where you are, whether you're on stage, you're in a one-to-one with a client, like anywhere, just 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 keep being yourself, keep wearing your heart on your sleeve. And um, there's nothing better than growing a business or a brand and you know that everyone is in there because they love you for who you are and, and you to be your true self. I think, yeah, I mean, I, ultimately the same as you, why I came into this and I came into it a hell of a lot later in life. Um, but it was, I think it wasn't just from a fitness aspect. Um, obviously I do want to be fit and healthy. Um, but it was truly, uh, for me to overcome my own personal struggles of, uh, lack of confidence, self-esteem and push my boundaries and, by having to get uncomfortable and do things I can then like you you know show others that it can be done and then you can support inspire motivate others to do the same and that's ultimately what we're here to do aren't we we just want to help others and it's been said many a time by by lots of us in the mastermind group that you know if if we could do this for free we would I mean I spend yes so many hours uh this is my hobby this is my passion this is my you know it's taken me a long time 
yeah it's taken me a long time to find out what that was and all the while it was right under my nose but um you you you're not just obviously um um personal trainer and having your own gym but you are also a motivational coach and public speaker can you tell me us tell or tell me tell the audience a little bit more because you posted in our group uh, a toastmaster speech and and i was absolutely blown away when uh, firstly because i was like wow like guild of toastmasters parrot you know but you have such an authentic voice but that must have been you know a massive jump out of the comfort zone to tackle something like that and where do you and, and obviously you've spoken at events now as well and conferences is that something that you want to build up as part of your business where, where do you see yourself you know obviously going forward so like going back a bit i never used to like talking in fact i hated it because when i was a kid or like in my young teens and i would talk in a group just no one would listen just like i just always felt like going back to the kind of sigma wolf lone lone wolf phase like just i didn't feel like my voice was going to be heard so to kind of get to this point you're right i just like really had to take myself outside of my comfort zone but my love for speaking came from motivational speeches um and i was like i in, in order to become a leader I needed to be able to project myself as well. This is obviously a process over like two to three years of, of realizing all this. Um, but definitely I want to, I want to continue with my speaking. Um, we have a couple of events or we had a couple of events lined up over the next year. Um, speaking at uh, mental health conferences, also going to go on radio at some point. I, I love speaking. I'm obsessed with it. Um, I love it because you know, do you know what? I hate socializing. <laughs> I, I get really anxious. I hate, um, I hate being in groups, but I love talking to groups. You, you put me in a group of 10 people and say that I have to socialize with them. I will be sweating. I will be overthinking. I will be anxious. But if you told me, I don't know, what's the biggest room I've spoken in? Like 200 people. Wow. If you told me I had, yeah, if you, if you told me I'd speak in front of 200 people, I'd be loving it. I'd be like, yes, game on. Let's do it. Not a single sweat, not really? a single nerve. Yeah, yeah. Honey, I know it's oh. weird. It's so surreal. I like, think I'd my ass would go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jeez. So yeah, definitely I want, I want to push it a lot more. Um, I do do motivational speeches on my, on my podcast, uh, The Way of the Wolf podcast. I don't know if you've checked any of those out yet. If not, have a little, little listen after this. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely it's something that I want to push so much more in the future, running workshops, uh, conferences, and continue to speak at mental health events. I think you do absolutely fantastically well with that, Barry. Again, because you're coming from a, a, a place of authenticity, uh, a place of knowing, um, a place of understanding, you, you, you know, to help people, you, you've got to have experienced what they're experiencing. Um, and that's what I think people buy into and relate to. But it's also like we are energy. And that's what they say, you know, um, if yes. you believe in law of attraction and those sorts of things, but it's, it's energy yes, in a room yes, 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 yes. and you are the, the energy that I can feel like when I met you, obviously, um, uh, obviously on the exercise, yes, uh, yes, um, the energy that you have, but 
even then I, I could resonate or feel that energy within you. Like, I, I, I don't know why the best way I can describe it. Some, some, you know, obviously stars burn more brightly than others, but from an energy perspective, you resonate a lot of positive energy. And, and that probably is the flip side of having gone so dark and deep, you know, it's, it's almost like that, you know, um, seesaw of, of opposite to, to, to the other. And without having gone to those depths of despair, you can't now be as, as, you know, bright as you shine now. Um, that's the way I see it. It's funny that you say that because I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were like, you're so, you're so deep. It's hard to connect with you. And it's like, you're just always so full of life. And I, and I, and I remember saying to them, I was like, I think it isn't until you nearly lose your life. Do you start to appreciate your life? And you go to the complete other end of the spectrum. You go from like not wanting to live at all to wanting to give life your all. And um, that's a good quote. That that's not live, <laughs> not live at all, and to want to give life, it's all. Yeah, I like I like that. All right, you you could you could quote me on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get that. We'll, we'll get that on Google ASAP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and um, that's that's where the blessing is. I think the blessing is in being able to go through the, the, the darkness, whether it be mental health or, you know, life, life experiences and, and being able to see that actually, like there are a lot of people out there who kind of not won't, every, everyone's going to go through hard times, right? Everyone's going to go through hard times, but some people are going to go through a lot of great times as well uh, throughout their life. Whereas there are some people that are going to go through a lot of, a lot of hard times in a very short space of time. <clears throat> Therefore, they see the, the, the impact that, that it kind of it has on them more. So when they come out to the other side, they appreciate little things like the sun, the fresh air, peace and quiet, the birds singing, like anything like that. And um, I'm really blessed to have gone through what I've gone through because like, like you said earlier, it's, it's, it's it enabled me to connect with uh, a lot more people and um, be, be empathetic towards them. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is, is like what it costs to be able to get to this point. Yeah. There's um, an opportunity cost as they say, but I think undoubtedly um, that's going to make you a prolific uh, motivational speaker and um, hats off to you to, to be able Thank to you. speak in front of that many people. Um, but you are inspiring and I have listened to your podcast and I do resonate. And one of your, um, there was one that you spoke and I know you got quite emotional, but it, 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 it had me emotional as well. And I think that's because again, people can connect and resonate um, because most people, what they're, they're doing is, is, bringing that information back into their situation and relate and it's relatable and and that's the point and it's touching a chord with someone um so i think you've definitely got the the midas touch there through obviously the Thanks. difficulties that, that you had to endure but having come out the the only issue for some people is that they don't ever manage to come out the other side and and obviously obviously grateful that, that you did and have uh, to be able to now give back because that's, what's, that's what we're here for ultimately to make a difference, you know. 
we all come in. Do you want to know, um, like, it's a blessing, right? But it's also a curse because I just, I can't seem to find any middle ground. Like, I just can't seem to have small talk or be easygoing. I'm I'm, I'm always really deep now. It's like, I can never just switch out of it. I don't know if that's something I need to work on or it's just something to be like, no, this is me. This is, this, this is right for me. But, um, yeah, like parties or just even just general, like sitting down with family or friends, I just can't, I can't talk about just simple things or things, things that I should, should be able to talk about, like the weather or news or, or anything like that. It always has to be deep and meaningful. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, I think I, I can relate to that and, and agree with it. I think I am, um, as a, as an individual, um, I can come across too serious as well, and and so I know what you mean about that. Trying to find the the fun side, or as my husband would say, loosen the wing nuts. Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> but it's if if that's who you are as a person, and that's the passion that you have, then um, like you say, we're 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 all different, we're all unique, um, and that's what that's what people will either buy into or not. Um, you know it's going to be a bit like marmite people are either going to like it or they're going to hate it but it's better to get a reaction than than nothing um, yes. whether it's one way or, but it's it that one's a hard one to be able to take on board and that's certainly something that i'm trying to improve on not not worrying what other people think and that's you know it's a, that's a big big ask isn't it i remember um at the exercise execution class you didn't have a podcast then did you no yeah, I, I, you, you, you've come so far. Like, just, just, just talking with you now, I, I love it. Like, honestly, you, you are such a huge inspiration to me because I've just seen you blossom so much over the past couple of months that um, I, don't know, I don't know if anyone's listening to this now and you've been on the, uh, the journey from day one. But if you haven't, please, 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 please scroll back to episode one of, of Natasha's podcast or even just scroll <laughs> down through her Instagram and see how far she's gone. Huge inspiration. And guys, if you are being trained by Natasha, you are in not only safe hands, but probably the best hands possible. (laughs) I'll pay you later, Barry. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me that apple that I can see on the screen. I'm very hungry. (laughs) (laughs) On on that note, I mean, obviously you're saying about finding that middle ground, but you've come so far. What would you tell your younger self? Like, So you are where you are now and you're still a young guy and there's so much more you're going to achieve but what what would you as a person right now tell your younger self it's going to be all right you are meant to experience the things that you are experiencing now um you've got to find the reason why and have faith that the reason why is for 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 a better life or a better you to, to follow your heart and be brave to do that because there are many people out there that do not and live in fear of following their heart because of what other people may think about them. You are you. You will never be anybody else. So learn to love yourself instead of changing the things that you do not love about yourself. Wow, trying that's to change quite, you <laughs> that's quite prophetic that's that's absolutely amazing I, you know again that's going to be relatable because anyone and everyone could can take something from that can't they wherever you are in your yes. stage of life um because we are constantly evolving and 
the whole point is that we just try to be a little bit better than we were the day before, whether that's in fitness mindset um, or in nutrition. I mean, that's, as you say, small steps done consistently equals success. So who, who inspires yes. you at the moment and keeps you fired up? My family. Definitely my, my family. Um, especially through, through these times when, you know, a lot of businesses are struggling and a lot of people are giving up. It's, um, it's, it's looking at my why, um, which my family, uh, those that I love, uh, my son as well. Um, but who also um, inspires me is you guys. It's, 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 it's my network. It's, it's seeing you guys take action. Now, I haven't been on a podcast in a while and you, you threw this at me, which I'm so grateful for. And that's kind of like the, 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 the growth minded people that I'm around. You, you saw an opportunity and you took it, which has inspired me as well. It's, it's inspired me to get back on my podcast. So um, thank you so much for that. What else inspires me? What, in, do you know what? The biggest thing that inspires me but the most overwhelming thing as well is probably those that doubt me and those that don't believe that I'm, I'm going to get to where I'm going to go. And it's just a reminder just to, to keep pushing myself, to keep fighting against the grain, to keep fighting against either the negativity or the, the naysayers and, and to, uh, to succeed not only for my family and, and those that I love and for, for the future family that I have, but, but also myself, because I need to love myself enough to know that I can do anything that I put my mind to. I knew that's why I wanted you to come on the podcast. <laughs> I knew it would be such a good, you know, it, whether anyone listens to it or not, it's, it's, it's been valuable to me to, to hear you speak. And I've, I've in the, f- the few times, obviously, that we have spoken, um, I've always gained so much from from you so i am really appreciative um and i think it's that i appreciate you too it's it's well thank you it's, it's the journey seeing the journey and like you say your your network is your net worth being surrounded and it doesn't have to be people you know at physically obviously because we're, we're all self-isolating unless it's your family that's around you but it's it's like you say who you listen to on youtube motivationally uh, what networks you're in you know you are the sum of the the five people you spend the most time with and if you put yourself in like we're both in a mastermind group um people that are exceeding in their goals and targets can only sometimes cause overwhelm but equally so pulls you up uh to get better at your game um you know and and improve so i I, do you know who's one of the biggest motivators for me right now is charlie johnson that guy (laughs) takes action non-stop every day it gets really overwhelming at times looking at him (laughs) but honestly like if i think i think when you when you have a network of people like like we do that are constantly taking action constantly uh, like going outside of their comfort zone and, and, and seeing results it's it's quite overwhelming to either get jealous or, or envious or overwhelmed. But, um, like when, I think when you change your perception on it and think if they can do it, I can do it. And I'm around these people that are doing it. You'll become just like them or, or we, we will become just like them. And then 
I, I'm, I'm really grateful for our network. I think it's, uh, it's an incredible one. If, if not, it's, it's the best one in, in Europe, if not soon to be the world. So, uh, well, that's yeah. what Chris Spearman was, was aiming for, wasn't he? Because he never, he never aims uh, anything but towards the moon. So uh, based that's on those, uh, those, those pictures, um, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not um, a jealous type. Um, that's never been my way. I've always been proud and pleased for people to achieve. Um, but I, I do sometimes, yeah, I, I have felt like I'm hanging on by my fingertips, but at the end of the day um i'm not a quitter either so um and i think that's what uh why i ran the marathon was it taught me so much about myself um from a mindset perspective you have to dig deep you know i think people don't realize that in any um fitness or or you know exercise sport challenge it's the mindset that that makes up um most of that yes obviously you've got to get the body trained and yes it's got to be able to do it but it's the mind that has to keep going when the body wants to say it wants to stop or when you hit hard times it's having to have that resilience um and i think i've only done 26.2 miles i haven't done like a you know obviously an endurance race of anything further than that but it certainly has taught me a lot and it's it's not always the the goal it's it's what you learn along the way that that is ultimately what what counts oh i agree so much i put a post out the other day saying it's not the destination it's the journey because it's just like when you chase your dreams or when you want to better yourself when you find your passion in life you'll be like okay this is where i want to get to um all right like I, I found a bee the other day. This is nothing fitness related, but I went out for a walk. I went out for my power hour walk and I found a bee on the floor, which was obviously in distress. I, I thought it was dead at first. So I gave it a little nudge and it started to move. So I picked him up and walked him around probably two and a half miles back to my flat. And I just put him on, put him on my, um, my cushion. <laughs> and I was training my online clients while feeding him sugar water. And I was just thinking to myself, I love my life. This is just a, uh, this is just a part of my journey. Cause for instance, like, I don't know, I could have been, I could have been having to work at a, a, a shop or something like that. So I wouldn't have been able to go on that walk, but because I was living, because I'm living the life that I am and I was able, I had the opportunity to, to do my power hour walk and find that bee and make a friend. It was just like, I so much, it, it, I cannot stress enough. Like it is the journey. It is not the destination because let's say, I don't know, you want to become a millionaire. You will look back and you'll be like, Oh, okay. I've got a million pounds, but you, you will look at all the experiences that you've gone through and think they are worth so much more than a million pounds. I would trade, I would trade like that money for those experiences again. And that's why entrepreneurs typically, or, or people that have uh, made a lot of money, it's never about the money. Otherwise, they they would have stopped. It is all about that journey, yes. and and that is that's what fuels them. That's what fires them and keeps them going. And and that that sort of goes into. I'm going to ask you a question of what you're reading at the moment. But I've literally just started reading Relentless by Tim uh, Grover from good to great yes, to unstoppable. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I've literally just read the, the first sort of, uh, what's his little uh, note from, from him, uh, starting that book. What, what are you reading at the moment? 
I, I'm reading The Compound Effect at the moment. Uh, it's a book that Dan recommended to me. It's an amazing book. In fact, it's a, a really good book for anybody who is out of sync with their life and kind of wants to get things back on track. It, it explains the psychology behind building up small habits. I, I've got um, I put in um, I've got a blog post um, on my website of all the books that I have read um, all the books I've got either in piles in the actual form or either in my Amazon wish list or on my audible to read <laughs> and all the ones that I've yeah. yet to buy um, it's actually finding the right time and being disciplined again to actually sit down and read because again I, I feel like I should have got through a lot more books in these last three four weeks than i actually have but um give me so what are you we, doing are you are you reading physical books or i like to so so the tim the relentless i just literally finished i'll give the another plug um a book by glenn john jones think and grow vegan so he actually connected with me and sent me his book um, which i've just read and uh, he'll be oh, nice. I'll, I'll be doing a podcast episode with him but it's a really good read actually um, and so now I'm, I'm now on to the relentless. I've, I've got piles of books to, to read. Um, but then I have, uh, audible that I listen to as well. Um, yeah. and, and I, you know, obviously take in podcasts as well. So it's, I'm always stimulating, uh, if anything, yeah, my, my family get a bit fed up with me cause I've always got my headphones in. <laughs> but um but yeah so uh, obviously wrapping that up um to because i'm obviously mindful of your time and really appreciate having you on to finish up what what three tips could you or would you suggest for people um going through this because we don't know quite when this is all going to end and when it's going to go back to normal so what what three tips would you say people should adopt um that will see them through so my free tips to survive this, this period of time, number one would be keep your head in the game. Now it's very important. This, this is speaking from in terms of isolation. Okay. I've been in, uh, I've been in police cells before. Obviously I have isolated myself for, for many years, so I'm not finding this, this problem at all, but, um, very important when you are in, four walls that you can't necessarily control when you get out of you use that time effectively you don't sit down and just do nothing or scroll through social media or watch netflix all the time you do a variety of things a variety of exercise activities make sure that you're not always in the same room um obviously when you cook you're going to go into your kitchen um when you read maybe go out into the garden when you watch TV, try and limit it. Try and make sure that what you're watching is, is beneficial and positive. Obviously, you'll do that in the living room. Um, so that would be my first one. Keep your head in the game. Don't get too overwhelmed. Understand that this isn't going to last forever. But also understand is that we don't know how long it's going to last for. So expect it to go on for longer than you may want it to. The second is learn something new. Keep that brain active. Um, I don't know anyone listening, if you have an instrument or you've wanted to do something in the garden, you've wanted to do some housework, you've wanted to, to learn how to uh, draw things, do something new. Um, you have time now to work on yourself, to better yourself. Now, you don't, 
I, I saw something the other day and it was like, if you don't come out of quarantine with a, uh, a new side hustle or a new skill or something like that, you don't lack time, you lack discipline, which I agreed with at first, but, but now I don't. It's like, you don't always, like, yes, we have been given the opportunity to, to grow, to learn something new, but um, just getting out of here, positive, sane, and wanting and appreciating life more when we do manage to come out the other side is a win in itself. So don't feel like you have to be constantly grinding or constantly trying to better yourself and, and come out the other end with um, better, better financially or, or anything like that. Just, just go through this process and be grateful when we eventually get to come outside again. And the third one, the third one is change your perception on this. If you, um, if you're struggling and you're thinking to yourself, why me? There's a lot of business owners that are probably thinking that right now. Why me? I've just been creating my business. I, um, I was doing so well and now this has been here. See this as a positive. See it as a positive in terms of uh, us being able to appreciate actually the human connection more. Appreciate those that we love uh, if we're away from family or friends at the moment. Appreciate the time when, when we can be with them but also appreciate the time that we are able to rediscover ourselves and learn to love ourselves again and, and, and see our flaws and, and work on our flaws. So change, change, change your perception on this and see that we are living in a day or this day and age of opportunity. Do you know what? I mean, you, anyone would think you knew what questions I was going to ask you and none of, none of these questions that I've put forward to you, did you know? But how profound were those three tips? It, that's amazing. It's as if you had them pre-written, but you didn't. So, I mean, that's just... Freestyler. <laughs> yeah, that's really powerful um, and, and awesome. So, so on, on that note, I think um, we, we, we'll wrap this episode up. And I just want to say again, thank you ever so much. I'm truly grateful for you coming on this podcast, Barry. But where can people find you if they certainly from the motivation and they want to, to obviously listen more to you? Where can they find you? So you can find me at Sigma Wolf Fitness or go on to Spotify or Anchor FM and type in The Way of the Wolf podcast. And that's where you'll find me. Excellent. And obviously from uh, when the gyms do reopen or for online, your, your um, obviously academy. Yes. So we, we have Home Fit Academy at the moment, uh, which is going to be launched on Monday. And if there is anybody in the Dorking or Surrey area, my gym is based there. So please hop down for a one to one. For online, however, I highly recommend Natasha. Best in the business. <laughs> no, no competition there at all. No, on that note, thanks ever so, ever so much, Barry. Uh, really appreciate You're you welcome. coming on. Thank you so much for having and, me. Uh, you my day. No, take care. All the best. Thank you. Thank you.